Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler. A couple of footy legends covering all things sport. For Kia, Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Welcome to Sports Day. A First of all, a big hello to Scott Sattler. Hello, mate. Welcome oh, to um, Wednesday. Hello, how are you? Caught me off guard a little bit there. Why, mate? I was just watching a um, the end of the Pakistan and, and New Zealand test and watching a few of those highlights that's uh, going on over in New Zealand at the moment. But I suppose the big news, Jace and listeners, if you haven't heard the news, is that the third test is officially, officially going to be in Sydney at the SCG. Yeah, which is surprising. Absolutely, particularly with uh, New Year's Eve just around the corner. Although people aren't allowed to get together. Yep. Some people just don't know how to follow rules. So a little bit nervous about that, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, the big news, we'll get to it real soon, is that Joe Burns has been omitted from the Australian Test squad. He will return to the Brisbane Heat. I've just had a, a, an SMS from uh, Stephen Gray at Brisbane. He hasn't joined the team yet. He's still in Melbourne. He's only just found out that he's not going to be in the Australian squad for the third and fourth tests. So David Warner comes back. Yep, Pukowski and Sean Abbott is also uh, uh, over a, a calf strain. So, and Harris as well. Is Harrison as well? Harris is in the 18-man 18, 18 squad. Yeah. So they're anticipating that Harris and and Warner will potentially open, or Warner will definitely open the batting in, in the third test. Well, hold on to those thoughts because I'm going to get your thoughts and our listeners' thoughts on one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three 1433 or text 0477-736-736. Okay, with Warner and Pekovsky back in, what should the batting order be for the Australian Test team for the third test at the SCG? You're talking about New Zealand versus Pakistan mm-hmm. just a second ago. Uh, New Zealand beat Pakistan by 101 runs uh, to win the first test in New Zealand. And we've got a lot of Kiwi listeners, obviously. But um, Pakistan are only 27 balls away from salvaging an incredible draw. Now, I want to throw something at you. It was great to watch those last few overs because New Zealand... Now, Pakistan were relying on batter 9 and 11, who were 17 years of age and 19 years of age. Youngins, aren't they? Yeah, and they had seven players around the batters. They had two slips, a wicketkeeper, silly mid-on, silly mid-off, um, short fine leg. It was, yeah, it was as a batter, it would have been frightening. Everyone basically had a foot on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it was. But um, after New Zealand winning that test, mm-hmm. where do you think they rank in world cricket? New Zealand? Yep. In test cricket? Yep. Uh, where do you think they are ranked? Uh, they'd be top two. Correct. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, okay. I thought it would have been England, England, New Zealand or Australia, yeah. And who do you reckon the number one test batsman in the world is right now? Test batsman? Um, After all the current tests that I'm going to say on. Joe Root. Incorrect. From England. Incorrect. Kane Williamson. 
New Zealand captain. Okay. Has just jumped into the number one spot in the world rankings. Actually, speaking of rankings, I'm going to go through a little bit more with you. The top, tw- the top nine bowlers and batsmen of 2020 in test cricket have been released today. Not a lot of Aussies on the list, but when you think about it, I haven't played a lot of test matches. No. But tell you what, there's a lot of poms on there. Mm. Uh, coming up real soon, speaking of cricket, see the Thunder last night. They made about 219 runs. Alex Hales went absolutely nuts. 71 of 29 balls. Incredible knock for the Sydney Thunder, the English one-day and T20 opening batsman. Another bloke starred with the ball, the all-rounder. Chris Green will be joining, joining us real soon. He took four for 34 last yeah, night. Yeah, he had a good partnership with his spin twin, uh, Tanvir Sangar. I think he got he got two for as well. He was um, went pretty pretty cheap, actually. It was two for, two for 17, two for 19, I think he was. And, and again, here we are watching the Stars struggle. Yeah, they're sitting fifth or sixth on the ladder. I think they should change their name. I don't think they have the rights to they call have a lineup. The stars. They have a lineup that resembles <laughs> an international T20 side. Hey, can I ask you something really important? And, I, and I, want the, right. I want the listeners to also try and join in on this because it's a, it's a pretty big issue that a mate of mine had an argument today over lunch. 0477. You with your mates a lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 0477 736 736. Now, it's a, it's a two-pronged question here. Right. And it involves chips. I'm in. Hot chips. I mean, you know, I love my chips. Hot chips with gravy on them, or gravy to the side in a little in a little bowl. Why are you asking this? Well, are you are you stupid? Well, I'm I'm on gravy on on yeah absolutely. all the time because you know what? Why your reward is those soggy chips on the bottom. Okay, well, this is the next question, which I'm thinking is going to be the same answer as me. Zero four seven double seven seven three six seven three six. When you order a chicken schnitzel oh, yeah. down at the pub, yep. Schnitzel on top of the chips or the chips to the side on the same plate? On top. Thank you very much. You get that was the flavor, my argument. It comes through. Yes. And it doesn't matter whether it's a palmy or whether it's... it's a steak. Uh, well, any, anything goes well, on top. Well, his it, argument was that you lose the crispness of the chip. No, but you get that extra flavor that yep. soaks through Thank the you. chip. Get rid of him as a mate. What is he? <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> 736 What are we asking? Gravy on? No, or gravy pa- on parmigiana the side? on top of the chips or <laughs> chips on the at the side on the same plate. Chicken schnitzel or veal? No, chicken schnitzel. We're at the pub last week, yeah, and the lady said to you, "You ordered a schnitzel." This is where you're wrong. You said, "I'll I'll have a schnitzel, thanks." And you go, "Can I have chicken?" And the lady even looked at you and went, "I think that's all we have, mate." No, Did I said, you- "Can I have a chicken schnitzel?" And she said, "I think it's veal." I said, well, how come no, on the menu it said chicken not. schnitzel? She did not. She did. she did not. You had to tell her that the chicken schnitzel was chicken, and she's just there scratching her head. <laughs> and I just wanted a drink and get away. That's all I wanted to do. 0477-736-736. Get involved any time. By the way, uh, we're going to have to change the Melbourne Stars team name because they're not the Stars. What would you call them? I'm thinking Losers. You can't call them harsh. No, you can't use. That's too harsh. Okay, all right. I'll go back to the drawing board. Melbourne Mediocres. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, they've got a star-studded lineup. What about Zampa Stoinis, Maxwell, Ben Dunk? What about the Melbourne C-grade celebrities? They're not the stars, you see. Mm. Uh, Okay. 0477 (laughs) 736 736. Let's get into a sports update. Sports Day Sports Update. Um, I've got to mention too, Chris Nelson's back on the show today with a Racing Queensland update real soon. He um, 
he took yesterday off. I thought he was crook. He made me do his update so he could play golf. And I said, you know you can do both. You're on for one minute. Mm-hmm. He does one minute's work a day and took a day off. Incredible. Support local, AustralianMade.com.au. As we said at the top of the show, the Aussies have named their squad for the third and fourth tests in Sydney and also in Brisbane. Warner, Pekofsky and Abbott come into the 18-man squad. You also said Harris. Yep. Joe Burns has been released to play T20 for the Heat. He's yep. still in Melbourne, so he won't be playing for the Heat tonight against the Hurricanes. I've had that confirmed. Well, there's no Sheffield Shield to go back to, of course. So that's all they've really yep. got at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think don't think the Shield's back until February. You're right, yeah. Mid, Mid-Feb until after the, the Big Bash. Sats, what's the batting lineup for the... Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'm, tell you now. I'm thinking it'd be Warner and I think it'd be Warner and Harris. No, no, it'd be Warner and Wade. I think I think Wade's done enough to hold his spot. And Bukowski think, comes in at five or six, does he? Yeah, or he misses out five, five. Okay. Well, no. I, I, this is my again. I want, I want to get, I'd love to get your thoughts. One three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three or oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. I've got Warner. You with me, Warner? Yep. And Wade opening. Mm. I think you have to give up the left-right combination. Just go with two very aggressive batsmen. Labashain at three. Smith at four. Pekoski to make his debut at five. I wouldn't put him in opening. The only, the only thing you might... You might so stop. Travis Head keeps his position. Travis Head's gone. Well, based on averages... He's gone. Pekoski's got to get, get a start, mate. Based on averages in the last 19 tests, okay, compared to other players, the War Brothers... Uh, Warner, Steve Smith, Justin Langer, Matty Hayden, he sits on top of all of them at just under 40 yeah, average. His form's not good. And, he ke- and what, was it, what did Warren say about him? He keeps going out the same way. Well, he said his concern is that it's, he thinks he's a future captain of Australia, Travis Head. But he said the problem with him at the moment is that he keeps getting out the same way and he's not learning. So somehow he needs to get change his paradigm, change his way of thinking of the way that he's attacking attacking the ball. I think the next captain of Australia is, is Cummins. Mm. I think he is the next captain. Um, number, number Who's the last bowler captain of Australia? I'll, let you, I'll leave that with you. Is it a, in test matches? Yep. Richie uh, Benno? No, I'll leave it with you. Okay. Um, number six will be Green, seven Payne, and then, and then the bowler. So interesting, if you've got some input on that. Uh, does Head survive? Does Harris go in? Uh, like to know. Uh, I suppose, 0477 I suppose the big news is the announcement late last night. It was meant to come out at 6 o'clock while we were on air last night that uh, when the third test, where the third test is going to be played, what's that, 7th of January yep. is day one. Um, and it didn't come out until late last night, about 9 or 10 o'clock last night, that is going to be the SCG. I mean, that's it's huge news based on, what, 18 new locally acquired cases today, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a large portion of those came from the Avalon, um, the Avalon area um, cluster, they say. Um, but they're, they're hoping the stadium can still hold 50% capacity. Which would be about 25,000. Yeah. 20 to 25. Now... At the SCG, yeah. The SCG Trust Chairman, Tony Shepherd, he's... He uh, commented this morning on radio saying that he said that anyone from the coronavirus hotspots will not be allowed to attend the, th- the third test. How? How are they going to ascertain who's entered? It must be driver's licence. Yeah. Uh, and also, or some form of identification about where you live. Yeah. 
I reckon it might be how they sell the tickets. I, I don't know, mate. It's a really – it has to be driver's licence. I, I don't know. It's it's a really hard thing to police. Now, I'm not concerned about the players and the officials um, contracting coronavirus at all because we, we know that this year has shown that, that the, the, the biohazards, the, the security measures we put in place to protect the players and the officials um, has been sensational. Mm. I don't think we've seen a positive – Test that I can think of. No, I don't think we have either. Yeah, but um, but I'm most obviously concerned about what's going to happen with the fans, especially after New, New Year's. Year's. I know New Year's has been cancelled around the harbour and whatever it may be, but that's not going to stop people. We've seen it. People have flirted with the rules in the past. People are selfish, mate. Well, and, and when you've got a city the size of Sydney, six million people, people are going to play up. There's, so there's you're going to be... tell me New Year's Eve, people are going to keep their house parties to eight to ten people. It's not going to happen. Absolutely not. It's not going to happen. They're not like so. you, mate. They don't sit there with their cat on the lap at nine o'clock, have a little little whiskey or a lemon squash. With a bathrobe on. With your bathrobe on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look over lovingly at your wife and say, come on, Rebecca, it's time for us to retire at 9.30. People don't do that, mate. No, they don't. Now – get together and if and, – and now that this, this, this coronavirus has left the northern beaches – I think there's a case in the Blue Mountains today. Mm-hmm. God knows what's going to happen. Do you know, I think the saving grace is, Jace and listeners, and I'm pretty sure the New South Wales government would be thinking along the same lines, along with the, the SCG Trust, is that we've still got four or five days post-New Year's to be able to make a decision about whether crowds do attend or not. Now, if if we see a spike in those numbers post-New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the second, third. If that continues to climb, I've got no doubt yeah. that the New South Wales government will just say the third test will be played in front of no fans. Our text number is 0477 736 736 or you can call us 1300 42 15 Guys, we're talking about whether you put your gravy on top of your chips or have a, a container on the side. Guys, depends on the chips. If they're standard, not super crunchy, then gravy and snitty on top. But if they're premium cr- crunchy chips, e.g. Noosa Surf Club uh, or Ocean Jewel at Belmont North, you've got to have them on the side. Cheers, Brad from Redhead. Brad's done some travelling, hasn't he? He's eaten plenty of snitties at some surf clubs. Or jo- Joe Burns has lost his job today. And all the listeners want to comment on is whether you put gravy on your chips or have them on a bowl on the side. Um, you got to read the room, Jase. I'm sorry, mate. you got to read Cummins, the room, mate. Pat Cummins uh, says, going into a tighter bubble in Sydney. Does Pat Cummins, do you think he'd want to sneer on top of his chips or not? Possibly. Uh, the future captain of Australia? I reckon he's a sauce on side. I reckon that's what he is. <laughs> anyway, this is what he's got to say about the bubble. Yeah, obviously, there's JL and, and Payne have... You know they're in constant you know feedback with um with the decision makers as well. So um, but yeah, you know we're we're kind of come from the outlook that we're really fortunate that it's it's all happening uh, that we get to you know, play these big series and till now we've been able to have some relative freedom to get outside the hotel. So um, yeah, for the next couple of weeks it just means bunkering down a bit more. Um, to be honest, in the middle of a test match, we don't, we don't venture too far away anyway, so it won't be too different. Uh, but whatever it takes, we, we feel really lucky for um, just to be playing. And we're pretty lucky as well because uh, the sacrifices that the Australian cricketers and also the Indian cricketers are going through so that we can have some great cricket over these summer holidays is, is great as well. Paddy Cummins also said, um, d- described on radio to how they'll deal with the out-of-form players. 
when you're playing professional sport, you're your own harshest cricket critic. So um, they don't need to be told, um, you know, from anyone else that they need to do something differently, um, or you know, their standards not up to what they they think it should be because yeah, they know that and they, and they're already starting to plan on how they can get better. So yeah, as a teammate, you just want to make sure they know that you've got absolute confidence. Um, yeah, they're all absolute guns and experts at what they do. So uh, leave it to them. Um, but yeah, full faith that yeah they'll, they'll come good. And yeah, like always, off some like Smithy, I'm still reaching out trying to get him to give me some batting lessons because uh, you know stop be, becoming you know the best batter in the world overnight. Well, he's not the best batter in the world at the moment. Kane Williamson today is, but he's been terribly out of form as well. After he said he found his hands, remember. And in those, was it the one days? Well, guess what? He found his hands. He's lost them. But the very impressive spinner, Ashwin, has quickly taken them away because he, Steve Smith's become Ashwin's bunny. Yeah, has, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Pat Cummins said they will review the loss. You know, the way the group's set up at the moment, um, where everyone's played quite a lot of cricket and, and knows their game quite well, I think a lot of those conversations, you know, happen quite organically. Um, you know, for sure, we'll get in a group and we'll, you know, review what happened last game and, and, and you know, what changes we might want to make tactically going to the next one. But, um, yeah, I think it's you know, important we also look back at what we have achieved, which I think that's the first test match loss. You know, we've, we've won six in, a, six in a row leading to the test. So, um, yeah, try not to dwell on it too much. Um, yeah, for sure learn from it. But there's plenty of good stuff to reflect on um, before that. Interesting comments. Mm. I don't know if there was a lot of good stuff to reflect on that test. I mean, I would have been impressed with um, Cameron Green's performance. I I thought that was a highlight. Matty Wade had opened. It was pretty gutsy. But other than that, I don't think... The bowlers, again, the bowlers just try their hearts out. Just got to get that batting right. And hopefully with the changes they've now made... Do you know know what? I think what we are doing is we're jumping to conclusions a little bit because there's a player that is missing that is... Is imperative to the success of the Australian side, and whether you like or dislike the way that he plays, uh, David Warner. I don't think anyone likes or dislikes the way he plays. Yep, it's his personality that might well roll a few people. Crash Craddock, who is I think is one of cricket's finest journalists, yep. not in the in the country around the world. Yeah, um, he wrote a really good story yesterday around the alpha male, and about Australia needs an alpha male when he's not there. But um, when Warner is back. He plays that role as the antagonist. He's the one that's always in the face of the of the opposition. He's the one that rattles the cage. We were talking about it last night. Warner is the one that gets under the skin of the opposition because he's so competitive. Mm. He's the one that doesn't matter whether it's one day T20 test match. He attacks the ball. Mm. He attacks the spinners. He marches the pitch like Brian Lara used to and takes length off the ball. So I think that Dave Warner is the one that, that Australia is really missing. Yes, yeah, Steve Smith is out of form. But if Dave Warner is is there and he's the one that really stabilises that that top order, we see a completely different Australian side. Okay, I, I, Crash also wrote a really good story today saying that India don't fear Australia anymore, and I, I wouldn't say India would have, would have feared Australia on Indian soil, but definitely in Australia. I mean, they've only won eight Test matches here. We haven't, and, we haven't scored a lot of – in recent years, 10 or 12 years, we haven't scored a lot of runs against India, though, when they come out here. Yeah, but we, 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 we win. Yeah. We win, but we don't score a lot of runs we, against well, them. Well, we didn't win the last series because Warner and Smith didn't play. Langer and Payne were re- rebuilding the culture in the team. 
We also didn't play a test in Brisbane, mm. to be fair, where we're, we're unbeatable and have been for, I think, about 30-odd years when it's been the first test. So it was kind of – forget the last series because that was all in India's favour. I don't know. I just I, – I think even with Warren coming back, we've got to be careful. I, I just think this Indian bowling attack is a lot better than we're still giving it credit for, and I think it's an outstanding attack. In fact, um, we've got a text that's come through – um, Warner and Harris to open the batting. Wade to five. Uh, head goes, and I don't think it matters much. The Indian bowlers are better than our batters. Steers, che- Steve at Raymond Terrace. I-, I agree with that. That's a really good text, Steve. Thanks for that. Keep them coming through. What do you think the batting order will be for the third test for the Aussies? If you missed the news, Burns outs. Warner, Pekovsky, Abbott and Harris back in the 18-man squad for the third and fourth tests. 0477-736-736. Quickly, before we go to a break and we catch up with Chris Green from the Thunder, David Fafida is set to be cleared by the NRL for his alleged involvement in a trespassing incident, sealing a showdown with his former club, the Broncos, in round two sats. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, this is just a, a young kid that, again, has got the decision wrong. Uh, from all reports, was invited over to a residence. He turned up, walked into the wrong room, which had another male and female that were in the room, didn't know that he was coming over, and uh, the authorities were called. I think it's it's an innocent mistake. Uh, yeah, it's easy to sit back and say, what's he doing? What's this kid thinking? He's on over a million dollars a year, and any decision they make is going to be uh, is going to be highlighted. Um, but, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, it doesn't surprise me. Stay home. I mean, Just. go out and live and yes. do what young men do, but it's it's no big deal. Right, yeah. Look for the green and gold Aussie made logo to be sure it's authentically Australia made. That's our sports update. This is Sports Day for Kia's open season. On now with match winning deals. When we come back, Sats, we'll catch up with Chris Green, the all rounder for the Sydney Thunder, who played a big hand in last night's whopping win over the Stars. We'll chat to him next on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now, hot topic time. Yeah, just trying to get a hold of Chris Green from the Sydney Thunder. I know the team sats have moved today from the ACT to the Gold Coast. Oh, what a shame. Jeez, oh, they'd be struggling. <laughs> Guess where he probably is, at the beach or playing golf? Probably at the moment. But we'll keep trying to get Chris uh, Green from the Sydney Thunder. In the meantime, though, let's get into our hot topic. And I like what you're throwing up tonight, uh, Sats. And apparently the Dragons have a fight on their hands to retain Cam McGuinness. He's met. With West Tigers coach Madge McGuire? Well, it's his former coach from the South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, where he played uh, lower grades there. He had um, Isaac Luke and also Appy Coruscant in front of him there. That's the reason why he went to the Dragons to try and get an opportunity. Very good player. Comes off contract at the end of 2021. Now, I know we've got some some Dragons uh, listeners, some Dragons fans. I know Lou out at Blackbutt, she supports uh, the Dragons. Yeah, and she's a big fan. Yeah. yeah, actually, she's actually said that she likes uh, snitchels. She said snitchels are overrated. No gravy, tomato sauce, only on the chips. No, don't agree. No. But in saying that, um, Cam McGuinness is the Dragons' best player. Uh, that's my opinion. He comes off at the end of 2021. Ben Hunt at the end of 2022. Now, a lot of the predicted teams are saying that Ben Hunt will 
play in the number seven jersey. Everyone believes that Ben Hunt is a better hooker than he is a halfback. The only person that doesn't believe he's a he is a hooker is Ben Hunt. Mm. And I think towards the back end of his career, uh, hooker is his position. I think the the way that the game is evolving, he would be more beneficial around the dummy half position. But in saying that, I think Cameron McGuinness is a better hooker overall. And I think Cameron McGuinness, unfortunately, is a victim of his own selflessness because he's always said what's best for the team is I'll play lock if I have to, if Ben has to play hooker. And that's great. But here's a kid who's on the verge of playing origin if Damien Cook is ever injured. And if he continues to play in the number 13 jersey, he steps further and further away of possibly making representative footy. So if he plays next year in the number 13 jersey next season, for example, and Ben Hunt does play hooker, just for argument's sake, well, then he's given up a whole year. He's not getting any younger. Now, as you said, from more reports, and it's been confirmed by the chairman um, of the Tigers, Lee Hagabentalis, that he has met with Michael Maguire, who's got a huge opinion of Cam McGuinness to go to the Tigers and start as number nine. And I would think when James Tamo moves on, would end up becoming the, the yeah. captain as well. So Dragons fans, I'd, like, I'd love to hear from you. 0477-736-736. Who would you rather have in the club? Would you, would you have Hunt or would you have Cam McGuinness? Mm. I mean, he's their skipper. He's a tremendous player, as is Ben Hunt. But I think Ben Hunt, is moving further and further away from that seven and what he offers a team in that number seven jersey. He's just got to get, I think he's got to get through his head that it's a number nine or a number 14 where he serves a really important purpose also as a number 14, play a significant role in the success of his side. But it's not Ben Hunt's decision. And if it's the best thing for the club sats, wouldn't it be best that Cam stays in the number nine jersey? If that's the best thing, if that's the best chance of the Dragons winning a premiership, is Cam McGuinness in the nine? Yeah, I think so then that's the decision. And if Ben Hunt, and we know he's on like a lot of money, yep. if he has to play a role in the number 14 jersey, then that's what you have to do. Do you know the number say. 14, the, the interchange jersey doesn't sit well to some players when they believe they're a number one to 13 player. Is that the case with Hunt? Well, it could be that, or it could be that he is getting paid a lot of money and he has to be in a number one to 13 jersey. I, I don't think that should be the case at all. But in saying that, yeah, number 14 jersey, if he feels as though he's a, he should be playing in the starting lineup, but he doesn't want to play hooker, but he doesn't give them the greatest service at halfback either, well, well you're, in a pretty, you're in a pretty dire predicament as a coach. Now, we spoke about Adam O'Brien's got a really important decision when it comes to Mitchell Pearce and what, what role he plays in the leadership of that club moving forward. Yeah, equally, Anthony Griffin, who knows a lot about Ben Hunt, knows Ben Hunt better than everyone. He's coached him as an under-20s player of the Brisbane Broncos, where he was player of the year in the 20s competition. Coached him as an NRL player at the Broncos as, as a halfback as well. He knows he can get the best out of him, but at the back end of your career, things change. Mm. You've sometimes got to look at different positions, the different way that you play the game as well. And I think Ben Hunt's in that predicament. When he's played in the 14 jersey or at the hooker position at origin level, he is one of the best players on the field. Yeah. And he's very good defensively as well. So it's a big decision for Anthony Griffin. Does he start him at hooker and try and convince him throughout the year that he is going to be a number 14? Or does he start him at seven and just hope it works? All right, Dragons fans, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, Or you can shoot us a text, 0477 who do you want as your starting nine? McGuinness 
or Ben Hunt? It's a very good question today. And, you know, you could lose McGuinness to the West Tigers at the start of 2022. Who do you want as your number nine? Give us a call, one 1533 Or text 0477-736-736. When we come back, we're going to try again. Hopefully, Chris Green from the Sydney Thunder on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews here for your Wednesday nights. As predicted, Sats, we mentioned it on the air before when we couldn't get a hold of him. He's just left the ACT. And where'd we say he'd be? Because they've moved to the Gold Coast. In the surf. In the surf. Having mm-hmm. a swim. Taking it easy. He's already on holidays. Chris Green from the Sydney Thunder. Welcome to Sports Day. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Sorry I did miss you. You hit the nail on the head. I was in the water. But I <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. out to be with you, boys. Mate, well, it must be a little bit nicer to be out of the ACT and, and on the Gold Coast now as you get ready to, to play some more Big Bash games. Yeah, it is nice. Although I got a, a friendly welcome saying, how did you get in? You're from the Northern Beaches. I said, oh, I've been in a bubble uh, for a while now, so I'm safe. And, and you're probably not, so stay away from me. So I gave back <laughs> to it. Um, oh, but no, it is nice. Canberra, Canberra, we set up a nice little home base at Canberra and obviously... Um, went well on the field, winning winning four out of five. And, um, you know, we've had some home games there in the past. So it has become a little home away from home for us. And it's, it rewarded us this year. Oh, look, it's not a bad town, actually. I worked there for a couple of years. It's a, it's a good city. <laughs> Mate, last night you starred with the, with the ball, four for 34. But I guess a lot of the, the spotlight today is, is on that innings of Alex Hales. A magnificent knock, 71 off 29 balls. Yeah, it was. It was incredible to watch. Um, unbelievable hitting. I've never seen, you know, such clean, consistent hitting um, in, in a long time, if, if ever. You know, he didn't, he didn't look like missing one. When he didn't middle one, it went for four. When he middle one, it went out of the ground. So um, it was it was great to watch. And it, it really set the tone of our, our match and, and set us up for that big total that we eventually got to. So, um, yeah, he came to the party at the right time. On that total, 219, four short of the BBL record as set by the Hobart Hurricanes in 2017, I think it was. Now, when you're getting closer as a side, is there a target to try and overtake that record? <laughs> no, I, look, I, I got asked this question earlier as well. I don't think it's even in the back of our minds. We didn't know. You're just obviously out there and you want to try and score as many runs as you can. And, um, you know, if, 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 you can, if you can obviously set, set the biggest total, it's a great accolade to the team, but... Uh, end of the day, walking away with four points is more important r- rather than reaching a high total or, or whatever. You just want to score more runs in the opposition and take more wickets in them. Now, even though you got four for, now the spinners have played a major role in BBL, um, more so than the, than the quicks. But your partner, Sanger, two for 17. Was that always the, the target to, for both of you to try and, I suppose, strangle the, the stars out of the match? Um. Oh. I, look, I, I think he's he's been incredible this tournament. Um, I, I think for a, a young guy playing his first tournament, bowling at some of the biggest names in Australian and world cricket and showing, you know, class well beyond his years, it's, it's really exciting. It's great for us. And I've really enjoyed bowling alongside him. And, um, yeah, we, we've been doing really well together, bowling that role through the middle and 
trying to control the game and then injecting our quick bowlers where we can. Um, so I think that's the way spinners are now being used in T20 cricket. You know, they're to take wickets and um, slowly but surely I'm working away or we're all working away at the bias that fast bowlers continue to get and hopefully, hopefully we can get more spinners in the team and less fast bowlers. Chris, are we starting to see a change in what a professional cricketer is like now? I mean, you travel the world playing 2020, don't you? Like you're playing the Caribbean and other parts of the world. Is that is that your career? Is it, is it changed or is there a desire to play for your country and, and your state? Because there's other players now doing what you're doing and just going around the world. Chris Lynn. Chris Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, David for the Hobart Hurricanes lives in Singapore. Aussie boy lives in Singapore and just travels around the world. Is... Is this what the professional cricketer looks like now? Look, I, I think the the beauty with T20 cricket, and, and I can only really speak for myself, my aspirations are still personally to, to play state cricket and, and and ultimately the dream of representing Australia as well. But, you know, while while there's no opportunities being provided for me there, um, I, I've got to look to continue to develop my game. And fortunately, I get good opportunities to go and travel the world and play with and against some of the best players and, and learn off them and rub shoulders with some of my heroes. So, you know, I, I still pinch mm. myself at the opportunities that I continue to get through this game. Um, and I, I count myself very lucky. And, and you know, they, they continue to provide me with, yeah, exactly as I said, those opportunities to, I guess, push my case in a, in a different method or different way that's not the traditional route, if you like, to, to hopefully play higher honours and achieve some of my dreams. Now... Let's take COVID out of the situation, Chris. Which continent do you have the most fun off the field when you're playing T20? Can I, can I guess? Wow. Chris, <laughs> Lynn, I guess? Chris, Chris Lynn said once he went and played in the Caribbean, he was living with Chris Gale. I could imagine yeah. that couldn't get any better. I was about to say the Caribbean or the Caribbean. Yeah. The, C- the CPL is good fun. I mean, it's you, you island hop and, and you play cricket and the crowd, you know, I've, I've had three years there now. One year, obviously, COVID interrupted, but two years not. And island hopping around the Caribbean, there's some beautiful islands. The, the people absolutely love cricket. They're <laughs> so passionate about it. And um, it genuinely, they live by their name as the biggest party in sport. So, um, no, it's great fun. But I, I love it here. You know, I mean, we, we state hop. I've just come from Canberra and I've, Got, as I said, I got out of the water, had a surf, and come and talk to you guys. We go play in the Gold Coast, then we get to go play at the Gabba, MCG, some of the greatest venues in world cricket. So all I'm of them are different, on. but I think playing at home is pretty fun. Chris, I'm going on record now. If you're in the Caribbean playing T20 and Trevor Holmes is ringing you to say we need you on a plane to come back to play for Australia. To play at Monica. Yeah, Monica. <laughs> you're not answering your phone, mate. I guarantee it. Hey, listen, just quickly before uh, we let <laughs> Am I right? Nah, I no, I guarantee you. If it's it's a callback to play for Australia, I'll swim back from the Caribbean. Yeah, good, good man, call. good answer. Quickly before I let you go, yesterday Adam Zampa said he thinks the season, the Big Bash season, is too long. What are your thoughts on that? Um, oh, from from my own selfish point of view, I, I love the extra games um, and and love playing playing the games. Um, from a crowd perspective, this is obviously tough to get a gauge on, but. Uh, I certainly thought the sweet spot at games was about 10, but, you know, everyone's different. It's, it's hard to get seven home games with your members and fans there consistently. Um, but as I said, from a player's point of view and, and I think for the competition's point of view, the extra games are good. It's just hopefully we can continue to engage our fans and I think 
an extra overseas player this year has been good, and uh, I guess we'll find out at the end of the season what these rules have done, whether that's helped as well. Now, this is most probably the hardest question you're going to get asked before we let you go, Chris. So okay, sorry. and thanks very much for your time. Yeah. We're asking our no, listeners no tonight, um, when you have a chicken schnitzel at the pub or the surf club, oh, chicken schnitzel on your chips or the chips to the side on the same plate? Oh, no, nah, I, I like to separate because I, I, I dump a load of tomato sauce on my chips and oh. um, smack, no. smack the chitty. We're, we're ending this interview now. This is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Chris, Thanks, Kim. Chris, it's been great uh, no chatting to you. And uh, good luck, mate. You're playing on New Year's Day, so can I suggest you boys have a quiet one? Uh, <laughs> you don't have a big one on the – oh, God, the Gold Coast on New Year's Eve. Look oh, yeah. out. No, nah, nah, COVID. We're, we're, in, we're in a bubble. We can't do that, so it'll be All very right, quiet. Well, you're playing uh, the <laughs> Melbourne Renegades at Metricon Stadium New Year's Day. Uh, Chris Green from the Sydney Thunder, thank you very much for your time on Sports Day, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me, boys. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. This is Sports Day. Nice bloke for Kia's open season. On now, match-winning deals. Make a note, they never get him on again. He's a chip on the side guy. What a tomato sauce on his chips with a snitty. He's from the Northern Beaches. Yeah. Cut him some slack. Uh, when we come back, we've got a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. Plus, yeah, nah, on the way on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. On Sports Day, it's time for a Racing Queensland update. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival is here. Yeah, it is. And Chris Nelson is here today. G'day, Chris. How are you, Joe? How was your Christmas? Mate, very good. Still eating ham, and I think it's starting to work its magic with me at the moment. But anyway, we, we move yeah. on from that. Hey, uh, did you have a good Chrissy? I did, thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, my ham's looking a bit average in the fridge, too. It's <laughs> going to go in the bin shortly. But I'm not eating it like some others. Mate, you've got to keep eating it until it's gone. You have to. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to uh, racing in Queensland. And I mentioned yesterday on the air there's a lot of meetings this week. There is a lot of meetings this week, and the main meeting, of course, is at Eagle Farm on Saturday, and you probably did touch on the main races there, but I'll just mention them again because they all basically uh, give the winner a golden ticket into a race on Magic Millions Day at the Gold Coast. The only one that doesn't is the Vorogue Plate, the Group 3 Vorogue Plate, but it's the, it's the main lead-up for the three-year-old Magic Millions Guineas uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But the other ones, the Nudgy Stakes for the Phillies and Mares, the winner gets into the million-dollar Magic Millions Phillies and Mares race on the big day. The Buffering, over 1,400 metres, the winner gets into the million-dollar Magic Millions Cup shootout. The winner gets into the Magic Millions Sub-Zero, and that's over 2,400 metres, first time we've won a run of that race. And the Magic Ticket Ratings Band, 0 to 90 handicap, over 1,200 metres, only a small field there Saturday. But the winner there gets a free ticket into the Magic Millions Cutest Open Race. So they're not just um, they're not just uh, competing for the prize money there on Saturday. They're competing for a spot in a race with a lot more prize money in a couple of weeks' time. It's reminding me of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You get that golden ticket, mate, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I think there's more golden tickets going around. Oh no, how many did Willy have? Probably seven or eight. I'm not sure. I can't believe I've taken it in this direction. Rightio. Uh, what else <laughs> is it? Is there anything else, mate? Is that all all done and dusted? 
No, but all the fields are out for the weekend everywhere, with New Year's Day being Friday. Of course, the fields have all come out a day earlier for the uh, the provincial and the um, country meetings over the weekend. So you can look at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday to Wolfa Saturday night. They're all there on the website at racingqueensland.com.au. All right, Chris, it's summer like you've never seen it. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. I won't be out partying like uh, like you probably will be, Chase. Beforehand, anyway. <laughs> With my ham, I will be. Catch you then, mate. <laughs> See you then. Yeah, nah. Yeah, thanks to Australia Made Support Local, australiamade.com.au. It's time for Yeah, Nah. It's where we throw up a couple of topics and we're kind of like, yeah, nah. Not really, not really, yeah, yeah. Not really. Sats, you lead away. One of my most popular people in the world, not Donald Trump. The current president tops the list of most admired man, the most admired man for 2020, according to the Gallup poll released Tuesday. Now, it's an annual survey asked respondents which man and woman living anywhere in the world they admired the most this year in 2020. 18% said Donald Trump. He was the winner. 10% former First Lady Michelle Obama. Now, her husband before that had been the most popular man, yeah. most admired person for, I think, four or five years. Did you just say Michelle Obama's most popular man? No, first she's the first lady, was second Michelle oh, Obama, right, okay. but her husband was for yes, a long years. Yes. The vice president-elect Kamala, Kamala Harris, who's about to go into office, she came in third with 6%. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. President Donald Trump, yeah. the most admired man for 2020. Well, That'll do me. Yeah, well, you know what Americans are like. Leave it at that. Here's mine. That bloke Nostradamus, that big fake Nostradamus is predicting... He's got some right. He he predicted that Russia would uh, unleash a virus on everyone. Russia. Mm, there you go. Close. Yeah. Close. But it doesn't actually say that. People go... It's like reading horoscopes. Today, you're going to have some luck, right? And... I crossed the road without being hit by a car. My God, I'm lucky. So that, what's, Nostrad- it- what's Nostradamus on this time? Oh, well, he's, he's saying that uh, 2021 is shaping up to be a year of cosmic destruction and undead super soldiers. What's an undead super soldier? I have no idea. Well, okay. the, uh, alive? Yeah. Super soldiers? I don't know. Well, at least according to Nostradamus. My question is, has he ever got anything right? Yeah, nah. He's had a few predictions, hasn't he? He's had a, yeah, only about 6,336. Is that how many predictions he's had or yeah. prophecies, as they'd say? But, Sats, if you throw a dart at a dartboard mm-hmm. 6,336 times, do you think you might hit the bullseye once or twice? Yeah, you would, yeah. Uh, that's, that's but the didn't analogy. he predict the world to end in 2019? Correct. So then why would he predict something to happen to the world two years later? Just in case. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just in case. Is there it? you have it. There are, yeah, nahs. Look for the green and gold Aussie made logo to be sure it's authentically Australian made. Uh, we're taking your text too. Keep them coming. Um, 0477 736 736. I want your batting order for the Australian team for the third test now that Burns is out. Warner, Harris, uh, Abbott and Bukowski and are in. Also, stick around. Really good chat with uh, Daily Telegraph journalist Bulldog Richie around uh, the Bush Ranger and the billionaire, Les Cleal and Kerry Packer. That's to come. And also, uh, snitty on chips and gravy on chips or on the side, the big stories. This is Sports Day, open season at Kia with match-winning deals and Australia's best seven-year warranty across the range.
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.